When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Rhodes and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. Hello, welcome to Williams and Bloom. We are here on the 30th of November. It is a day late than we normally are. Everything kind of got whacked, whacked, jacked up this week with me being in Orlando late, and it's portal season for Bloom. Just a lot of stuff going on. So we're doing our shows on Tuesday, Thursday this week. Next week we'll be back to normal with the Sunday, Wednesday pods here as far as Williams and Bloom go on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. We are, as always, presented by our friends at MechDyne, the MechDyne Corporation, and our main man, Chris Clover, who does so much for us. And it's the appreciation we have for MechDyne is unrivaled. And we think they're an amazing company. They have amazing workers there. We like to get up and go to their socials when we can, just shake the hands of them and tell them how much we appreciate being associated with them here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. So thank you to MechDyne for bringing us Williams and Bloom on Sunday and Wednesday. I bring in my friend, my partner, my homie, my brother from another mother. His name is Brent Bloom. He's rocking the We Will Collective hat. We are doing this live. for So those of you who want us to do live at a better time, we didn't promote it because we didn't know when we were going to be able to fit this in. Uh, so we're just, we just, we just hit the button. Let's go. And we're, we're going live, going. baby. How are you holding up during uh, portal season? Doing okay. Coffee. Coffee is good. Uh, but no, everything is... You know, and it's stressful, but everything so far, we're doing okay. Isn't it? I was I was having this conversation with my premium subscribers. Isn't this a no news is good news situation right now? 100%. 100%. Yeah. The, the less you hear, the better. And again, the portal hasn't opened yet. Everybody knows conversations are already ongoing. But the less you hear, the better. And I just, real quick, thank you to everybody over the last 18 months that has supported us, C-Dub, I don't want to be dramatic. It would be real struggle right now without everyone's support because it's it's not going away. Um, the market continues to climb. And so the fact that we are where we're at is thanks to Cyclone Nation and their support. There's no other way to put it because it would be we'd be up a creek with no paddle right now with not for the the collective and everyone's support. It's it's that it's just part of it. it. It is now a part of the conversation. It's just like facilities, just like a uh, number of people who attend your games, just like winning. Um, unfortunately or fortunately, the way you want to look at it, the NIL is a part of the conversation, and 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 uh, but we're holding on. We're doing okay, thanks in large part to all of Cyclonation to, to get us where we're at. And again, no news is good news. Let's hope it stays that way. We'll keep you updated. Uh, we've been keeping our premium subscribers updated as much as possible. We don't know everything. I can't get everything out of Bloom. Uh, <laughs> frankly, Bloom doesn't know everything. I, I, I don't think people really understand how this all works. Like, you're not, like, in the war room 
with these coach like it's it's crazy no like, so I, I, let me just give you because i just i actually uh randy peterson called me this morning so there's gonna be a column that he's writing about what we're doing in the in the register tomorrow so i'll give everybody a kind of a, a hint of what, what what we talked about no i am i am not the one who's making these these um decisions like i'm some gm like i'm kevin costner in that movie our well, that's, board, what was, that's what i yeah. was wondering are you like belichick like no, you our, our board has a lot of very smart football people uh, and and essentially just to get into the weeds we have a budget that we budgeted every year for football men's and women's basketball and so we have an idea of what we have and then it's up to our board to decide, and they're smart people, of, of how that gets allocated based on what the need is, what the market is, and everything else. So, no, as much as I, I get a chuckle out of it, I'm not the Monopoly guy with just a bag of money calling people. Um, now, we are, but, but, without, but without the fundraising, then these conversations can't happen. So, that's kind of where I come in. But, no. That's where you're uh, doing shotguns to raise 5K. Which I got, I got lectured at by a couple people, but I'll do it again. I'll do it again, C Dub. And my my response to that to anybody lecturing you for it would be like, he's doing what he has to do. Like this is a crowdsource. I, you guys, I'm telling you, this is this is the Obama 08 campaign when all of a sudden these these kids are on Twitter and they just turned 18 and they all start crowdsourcing. That's what Iowa State has to be. And unless somebody's going to step up and be like, "Hey, I won the lottery. I'm going to give you 10 million," yeah. or unless that like university coffers that we don't even know exist get opened up to you guys, like this is a crowdsourcing thing. It's just how it has to be. Yeah, and the cool part is, see, after that K State game, we had 1,200 Venmo donations. 1,200. You know, a lot of them were ten bucks here, twenty bucks there, but trust me, that adds up. So, yeah, thank you for saying that. Um, it all, it really does. Like this is without of what we've done, even the the, the dumb shot got into the beer. It, the market's crazy right now, particularly at those those positions we talked about. You saw the Duke quarterback go on the portal, not a surprise. Um, he's got some monster offers. These guys, some of them, Do these guys have a race. Like they, so, okay. Maybe, so yeah. let's say Will Howard's in the portal. Yes. Sounds like the Washington State kid's going to be in the portal. Yeah. Now the Duke kid's in the portal. So like, the does Miami Will Howard kid. need to make a decision fast yes. because these spots are getting taken? Is it that I, type of thing? It's a great point because I, yes, these offers are happening to your high level quarterbacks, but I don't. I can't imagine everyone has the same resources as some of the offers I've yeah, heard. Yeah, so you're like, oh, Notre Dame's open. They pay the best. I got to go there. Go there first. Yeah, or, my, or my number drops. Correct. I think it's exactly. It's just like NFL free agency or NBA free agency where there's only so many spots available. So that's why these guys are kind of racing to get in, too. Blake Shapin, uh, similar. But And then I'm sure these phone calls are happening to all these high-level quarterbacks even if they don't announce their intentions because it's tampering isn't even really legislated at all. So yes, Chris, here's a fact. These quarterbacks, some of these sec schools are paying more than what Brock Purdy is making right now, which is just more. crazy more. And so it's anarchy. It's, I, I mean, it is what it is. But like I told Randy this morning, if we don't participate, you're going to lose. So it's like, you can be mad about it. Or you can you can 
try and compete try until be, there's guardrails put up, and there's no guardrails right now. Try and be a part of the solution, not the yeah, problem. Yeah, exactly. That's, and I don't love it either. Trust me. Like it's some of the conversations, like really, this is happening, but you got to do it. And thankfully, I really feel good about where we're at as of this second. Could it all change? Absolutely. Yeah. But I, I feel good about where we're at. There's and there's I, fluidity in all of this. You know, the other part that I want to mention is it's not just the collective. These guys have such a good experience with the coaches, their teammates, the Iowa State administration, the facilities, that if we can at least get in the ballpark for some of these other offers, yeah. we're going to be fine. And that's and what, what, is, I, like we, we what can't do I always certain. say? Playing yeah. time matters. Playing time matters. Playing time matters. And we're never going to be first in this NIL thing. We just can't be dead last. And I, because of the progress we've made, I think we're at least now with our peers in the Big 12 – and if that's the case, Iowa State can win a conference championship. We hold on to these guys next year. So let's keep on, keep on keeping on. If you thought about it, um, gifts are still matched until the end of the year. We're going to make an announcement at some point that we've made enough progress. We're actually going to increase that gift total, which is great. So that announcement will be coming. So Good. there's no shortage in opportunities to help the cause. And what we do today will impact Iowa State for the next couple of years. I truly believe that. I would also add, and then I want to move on and talk about some actual games. But yes, I, I think that um, I was talking with a good friend about this yesterday. Who in this friend also is very smart with all this in the know. That sounded like uh, Kim Mulkey. Hey, Kim. In, yeah. the know. in the know. So I, I just think really that it's it's why I always have, always have the caveat like as long as Matt Campbell's at Iowa State, I like their spot. And and the, not that they couldn't hire the next head coach who would do a great job. That's not the point. I think Matt and his staff have a really good plan with all of this, which I think is important. I, I think it's really important that you know where you're at. You know the uh, type of fan base you have. You you can press the right buttons. You know how to do it. And Otzelberger is the same way with men's basketball. If I, I don't know as much about the women's NIL thing, so I don't even really want to comment on that because it feels like it's like a year behind, but it's coming. Like I, I'm not as in on that. But – I think both of these, the men's basketball and football program, at least, like there is a set plan. They know what they want to do, and they are going to try and execute it. And man, I, I mean, I trust both of those guys to to make their. And I, I just, I think like TJ's knowledge of Iowa State is so yep. critical right now. And Matt is, you know, Matt's what the second most tenured coach in the Big Twelve now. So. You know, Crazy. he he knows like his his birthday was yesterday. He's what is he forty four now, forty five? Yep. But like forty four, he was thirty six when he took this job. Like this is this is where he, you know, if Matt Campbell were to retire, he's the Iowa State guy. He's not the Toledo guy. Like he's not the, you know, D three guy. Like he's the Iowa State guy who should probably have a statue when it's all said and done with what he's done at Iowa State. So I I think these staffs have really good plans in this era and. Selfishly, I wanted to point out we're doing a lot of reporting on this stuff for your, our premium subscribers as much as we can. But like I keep telling them, no news is good news, and there hasn't been a ton of news yeah. thus far. And I think just kudos to the entire – I know it gets the buzzword, but the culture of Iowa State is so, so good right now that – these guys aren't looking for reasons to go somewhere else. There are certain schools where guys just want to get off the ship. Yeah. Uh, Dion right now. But 
if this, we can, and we called that on this podcast. Yeah, I if we can at least, but that's where I keep coming back to. We we don't need to be leading the race. We just have to be in the ballpark and give all of these guys that want to be here reasons to stay. And you don't want it to come down to where you're five, 10, 20 times behind everybody else. If we can be in the ballpark, I firmly believe the future's never been brighter for Iowa State. And the NIL thing doesn't have to be so scary. It really does. Can you? Can you answer one question for me? And I, I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this, but you're a professional. You can dodge it if you want. So, like, I reported yesterday to our premium subscribers, and this information did not come from you, that multiple Iowa State players have received, you know, six-figure, maybe plus, I don't know the specifics of the money, offers from other sure. schools. Yep. How, how does that? How does that happen? Like, is it... Is it a coach from another school calls like a dad? Is it the collective guy like you? Because I, I know for a fact you're not making these calls because Iowa State is not in the position to be poaching players. Like that's not Iowa State's thing. But one, how does it happen? And two, like how does it? How do you guys find out about it? Does the player come up to Matt Campbell and be like, "Hey, I just got a million dollar offer"? Like how? What is that process like? Yeah, so it's it's really it's not that complicated. Um, essentially, whether it's the collective or I'll just say people close to a program can reach out to a parent or Chris, like we've talked about now. A lot of these guys now have agents. So, yeah. so it's actually easier if they have an agent, right? It is. Yeah. So the so the parent gets a call, the agent gets a call, they present the opportunity to. to the kids so they might say hey i got in touch with somebody from the xyz uh collective or somebody close to this program and this is what's floated to you at this number and in the, the what what coaches can't do is the coaches cannot present the the contract amount or the transaction amount what they can do is they can share hey guys on our team got this this past year or we're looking at guys at our team that are going to get this amount this year um, not specific to them, but you can share information. So even if the coach gets involved, they can say, hey, one of our, you know, our, our quarterback this year got X amount. And it's it's kind of a wink, wink, nod, nod of, well, I'm not telling you what your offer is. This is kind of what the ballpark is for our guys. Hmm. And and so everybody knows what their budget is for the most part. Um, and so there's a lot of information sharing back and forth, but technically Technically, the transaction offer has to come from somebody unaffiliated with the actual program. Be because we're paying for their name, image, and likeness and not pay to play. You got it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. All yeah. this but fucking so it's, bureaucracy. It, I'm sorry. I don't use that word very often, but God, like. It's a. Uh, and college football, as you know, C-Dub, college athletics in general is a very small world. So word gets out really fast. And, yeah. you know, a oh, player. Yeah player get an offer and there's nothing stopping them from telling their current coach what's going on. And yeah. This absolutely. guy called my dad and offered me 600,000 or absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So that's That's how it happens. And, and yes, you're right. Not shying away from it. Uh, we've had multiple guys get six figure and above offers here in the last 10 days. So that's up to us to, and it's up to everybody again. Do we need to be dollar for dollar? I hope not. I'm telling you, but I'll tell um, you how to fix it right now. Like, whatever you guys need to start treating yourself. I'm telling you, this is the roadmap. Matt Campbell, listen to me. You guys need to go and start poaching these FCS programs and be like, you don't have to bus anymore. 
You can ride a charter jet, and we're going to pay you fifty grand to come here and so, play offensive line or whatever. Like, yeah. I, that's got to be yeah. like. There's got to be a way to replenish your roster year in and year out. That's not just freshmen all the time. And and I'm, well, I'm telling you, I'm looking around. The poaching ground is going to be the Big Twelve, the ACC, because they don't have the money that the SEC and the Big Ten does. So, so here's the other question I just want to sh- that I shared with the Des Moines Register. Listen to me; it sounds so official. Uh, AKA Randy. Um, you know where are we at compared to our peers? Well, I'll just be honest. Our goal this year, seat up for all of our sports. So again, we mainly support football, men's basketball, women's basketball. Everybody on those teams gets um, some NIL compensation from. We will want to make it make it known that they are open to other NIL NIL opportunities as well. So a lot of these guys have other deals um, with you know the T-shirts with you guys with with things like that. Um, but long story short, our goal this year for so we we raise a, a year in advance so what we're doing now we're fundraising for next football season and next basketball season that gives us gives you an idea of how we operate yeah it's it's like you're running a business with yeah, the budget you're, you're, yeah. you're in ad- um our goal next year is to have a budget for our athletics programs above four million dollars okay uh this year we were at about 1.6 million dollars 1.7 million dollars that's how much we've needed to grow to compete. that's aggressive good job yeah everybody. So that's what and i and thankfully thanks to everybody out there we feel good that we're going to be able to get to that number and and we need to honestly that's how you a lot of hard with work the big, with the big dogs now the big dogs c-dub they have i'd say those sec schools are working with 10 12 15 million dollars so while we have increased what the sec schools can do is they can offer x amount of dollars in the six figures for a depth piece for them for them it's a depth piece correct you know uh where we and that's for us, where i see a problem with some of these young people and it really really disturbs me there's going to be scenarios and there probably already has been where a guy is really happy at Iowa state. I'm just using Iowa state as an example. Cause that's what yeah. we're talking about, yeah. but they really been, love it here. We've been okay so far. Yeah. But they really love it here and they've got a nice little career. They're getting a great education. Maybe they met a girlfriend that will someday be their wife and they'll have babies with. They've got good. F- no, hear me out. Hear me out. You this is a psychological always, deal about this thing. You always go weird on us here. Listen yeah. to me. Nobody's talking about this. Okay. I'm going to do an op-ed on this and I'm going to submit it to your boy, Randy. <laughs> I love Randy, by the way. I love Randy, too. This is a real thing where a player is completely content and then we all have a side of our brain where greed comes in mm-hmm. and you get tempted by this offer coming from an SEC school that seems too good to be true. It's this insane amount of money that's life-changing money for me, at least I think at this point when I'm 19 years old. Maybe it's $300,000, which is really, over the course of your life, not life-changing money. But at that age, it feels like it. And you are tempted to leave a spot where that is very good for your mental well-being. It's a great culture. Your friends are here. It, it's been nothing but good for you. But we all make bad decisions. And at many times when you're 19, your brain is not fully functional, if you know anything about the human body. And a lot of these guys 
have great support systems. They have awesome parents. They have great families who can help them make these decisions that are best for them, and they do it. Many of them do not. And, like, this is an added stress to an already very stressful... Because, Brent, what we're doing now, there are no... This is not the NFL free agency where you have a collective bargaining agreement and you you have a players association that is working for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Nobody's looking out for you. They're they're trying to buy you because they think you can help them in some capacity. And nobody truly knows what your value is because there's no there's nothing intact to to show that. So like while we and, think it's player power, I would actually argue it's the other way around and it, I just I keep putting myself in my and I had a great family. Awesome parents. They would have been right by my side helping me make a decision. But as you well know, a lot of these guys do not. I don't know. I've been thinking that, about that aspect no, of this a I lot didn't even, lately. That did, it didn't even dawn on me, but you're right. Because it's such a sprint, there's no way to know what situation you're getting into. Yeah. You just see the dollars. Um, it's not like recruiting where you'll go on multiple visits and you'll have multiple phone calls. A lot of these times, these these groups, and I'm sure it's happening right now, they'll say, this is it. If you don't take it, somebody else is going to, and you have no way to know. Um, and a lot of these these um, you know these mid to low level Big Ten SEC jobs are going to keep coming open every year. So like they're trying to stave off being fired, and they're they're offering more. I heard about a basketball program. Iowa State lost a basketball recruit to a coach that did this and got fired the next year, but they offered an obscene amount of money to a player. He goes there, guy gets fired, and then another guy comes in, and that contract is all but void in a weird way. Because, again, there's no, like, these are, you guys can't, like, write, like, guarantee money to these guys. This is not a, this is not the NFL. I don't know. I've been thinking about it a lot. I feel bad for those players that are being recruited for depth pieces like you're talking about because I'm guessing it's not being sold to them as that. No, but if they have the, they've got the money. I mean, would you rather yeah. just get an eighteen-year-old freshman you're not sure about, or get a guy that started in Big Twelve? Yeah, and been good. You don't tell him, hey, you're not going to play, or we don't, we're not counting you to be yeah. a starter, but we're going to pay you like one. Yeah, and then what? Yeah, so these guys, and that's where again the Iowa State culture and it's huge. is huge. You can't do they, it without that. They are. If if you're if you have a bat if you don't have a coach in place right now I can't even imagine you're oh. gonna lose you would like look at Indiana Indiana's lost like 20 guys um, in the last three days because no there's nobody to keep the fort together that's dude I'm telling you those those middle to low end jobs in those leagues are gonna be wouldn't terrible want wouldn't want it I would I would much rather be at Iowa State Kansas Colorado Arizona than any of those take two million like if you're a smart coach the last thing you want to do is be the bottom of the you want the, is be the carolina panthers in the sec you do not want that job yeah well look at what happened to frank Reich. you know you're right it's a great point yeah so long story short thank you everybody we're Sorry. getting by we're, Did i, I no, hope i didn't true. derail your like no I just, you're right you're dead on i'm not criticizing what you guys are doing i actually think because I'm saying like I'm I'm very protective over I am a player power guy, but I think a lot of this is a facade to say like oh look at all this freedom we're giving you we're in like this freedom is not realistic in any other sport. 
because you have contracts and you have things that protect you and there's nothing of that for these kids so here's one other thing that that i will hopefully tell the masses is one thing we always want to do with the the iowa state student athletes is be a a resource for good for them so not only are we helping them with the compensation which is the base level but then we've got volunteer cpas financial advisors attorneys marketing folks that we set up with these guys if they have questions that's great so it's not just it's not just here you go we're looking out for them and hopefully for them uh just tell you a quick story uh i'll have now multiple student athletes reach out to me that say hey i got presented this nil offer from this company that i've never heard of before can you vet it for us absolutely that's what we're here for we don't charge Mm -hmm. them for that we're at the end of the day we're trying to be helpful to their experience and that's where iowa state can come in is yeah, we're never going to be top dollar, but if we can help make your Iowa State experience that much better, either through compensation, through helping other local youth organizations, or through getting you hooked up with the right CPA, attorney, et cetera, I want to be, I'm on their team. I'm not there for, you know, just to, so you're an expendable player. We're there to make their lives better, and hopefully we can impact them beyond just the the dollars and cents. And you guys have a great board. I know everybody on your board, and yeah, I wonderful couldn't people. be full of better people I and, just, and i would and i'll say this they are adore them. super smart so they get it they get iowa state they know what we're working with the coaches have great relationships with our entire board so we're doing this literally i think in the best way possible and so we, we trust we trust your dollars we're going to take care of your dollars and we're responsible with them we're not just they're throwing it at things that that may or may not work if i thought you were piece of crap i wouldn't let you honestly like you're you are my best friend in the entire world and i am open about that but like i also have strong feelings on this and and i wouldn't just give you guys the platform i know you wouldn't if, yeah. if i thought that it was garbage you guys are doing great well and i would and it's a lot of hard work that people don't see where you and your wife are you know up at the crack of dawn on saturdays trying to you know give coffee away like it's 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 thankless it's you take a lot of bullshit that is not your fault the only thing i have to ask is what is your situation with the kicker are we getting another kicker because iowa state is not seven and five without chase Contreras this year i would love to keep chase Contreras around unfortunately he cannot stay Ah. but uh but definitely that is on the board's mind (laughs) cw dude i'm telling you just you got to go out every year get the best kicker and get the best the best two offensive linemen from FCS and the best FCS linebacker you can find every year. I don't trust FCS D linemen. They're not big enough. Um, I don't want FCS quarterbacks because I'd rather just raise them up in the system like you've seen with Rocco. That That's what you got to do. Two offensive linemen, one linebacker, and elite kickers from FCS. That's the only portal hopping Iowa State needs to do. By the way, not enough credit given to Jaden Higgins was an FCS receiver. How good was yeah. that guy this year? Dude, he's a pro, by the yeah, way. 100%. He's an absolute pro. Uh, you know, okay, so I want to go thank a few of our sponsors, and then I wanted to talk about this Kansas State game again. Yes. Because Higgins was – I watched it again last night, and Higgins was one of the things that popped for me. Uh, thanks to our friends at Kelderman Manufacturing. It's laser cutting season. If you are an engineer out there, you need laser cutting for anything. My guy, Kelderman Manufacturing, down there in Oskaloosa. Phenomenal dudes, huge Cyclone fans. Kelderman was just amped up during that Kansas State game. Texted me the other night. 
Kelderman.com. Check them out today. Also, our friend uh, Hopewood, HopewoodJD.com. We are coming up on the new year. Get yourself a will, a will in a day. Use the promo code FANATIC for $50 off with my friend I, Hopewood. If I don't get any sleep, I'm going to need one here. Well, yeah, Bloom needs to. I need a will. You better get that in before the insurance in. companies yeah. can. Yeah. Don't, don't listen. Hey, call a Newell. Don't listen to this. Uh, yeah. yeah. Dig yeah. into your. Dig into your stuff. So I watched the Kansas State game again. Uh, just for you guys to know, the rest of the show, too, we are going to do a little bowl projecting, and we are going to talk about Iowa State's men's basketball game at DePaul on Friday night. Rewatched the K-State game. The uh, The offensive line, I, I said this on Tuesday's show, the offensive line was unbelievable. Just totally dominated that football game. The Here's, here's the thing, and... This is a bigger picture, and you brought up Higgins. So I think, like, guy game one to game 12, who improved the most is Jaden Higgins is probably top three for Iowa State. Like, that's a guy who now, in my opinion, looks like an NFL receiver. Not an NFL-type receiver. He is an NFL receiver down the road. It'll be fun to watch him develop even more in the offseason. Iowa State may have the best one-two punch at wide receiver with Higgins and Noel. Going into next season, Jalen, we all waited for that breakout moment for him, and he had multiple ones this year. Love where Iowa State is at in that position. But I was watching that game back, and I I just couldn't take my mind off of the tight end run blocking and the offensive line. And I just really blown away by the job that Clanton did as well because that's a that's a group the first couple weeks were like nah, they weren't bad we all saw improvement we all saw like okay the technique the scheme everything is getting better but by game 12 is it fair to say Iowa State's a top top four for sure I think offensive line in the Big 12. Now, they're still not elite run blockers. They're not these maulers. But it, that takes time. That takes recruiting. Technique-wise, protecting the quarterback overall, I think they're in the air at top four line in the Big 12. Yeah, I mean, you, you're right. They they protected well all year. And I thought Rocco helped them a lot with being pretty nimble in the pocket at times as well. But And then towards the end of the year, the run blocking ended up being – pretty good now texas is texas they're this, good they against did, teams they, of similar roster similar roster I, I yeah top four i don't know i mean that still seemed maybe a little high but i think there's real potential there and i think the great part c-dub is there are some guys that are that are young that were gonna play and they got hurt like like hacer big fella yeah. um can step in they've recruited pretty well there james neal came along extremely well and to your point you get steve-o back Ben Bramer turned in by the end of the year, went from a guy that wasn't much of a blocker at all when he first started to he was really good at blocking. You look yeah. at his pass grade, pass block and run block grades, got significantly better. He can play every down. And Moore and Burkle and and you know, you're gonna lose Easton Dean at that spot, but you gotta feel really good with you know, and, and Abu was quick to credit his offensive line and tight ends as he should have been, because they're the ones that that made that happen. I love my favorite clip of that game is abu's first run for the touchdown i know where you're going bramer and klotz are running down the field together and they're celebrating like hooked arms and is klotz back yes yeah that's huge yeah i thought honestly that guy 
he got put on scholarship, but he is he may be the best. He he started catching balls too. I mean, he's a great athlete. I'm big. I'm big Steve-O guy. The other the other note that I took was that low key the benching of Miles Purchase in the Kansas game for the first half. Oh, benching sounds harsh. He was still playing in nickel packages. Like he was yeah, still out John, there. And John Tez came in and played great. Williams, correct, but. Yeah, and he's dude. I called he's him. Really I, remember after the U and I game, yeah. I said, "Who's thirty-one? That's yep. I want more thirty-one." So I'm 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 clearly on, on his team here. Purchase, I would argue, since that moment of coming back and starting the second half versus Kansas, has been on the level of TJ Tampa. Big big praise, but you're right. I don't know if that's why. I I don't know. All I know is when I've watched these games back and then you and then so like again what I like to do is I watch it I make my own notes and then I go to Pro Football Focus and I like to see like okay is what I'm seeing accurate like to what they're grading these guys Purchase has graded out consistently better than Tampa since that game. And it looked I mean he he won the game. Yeah. He, he made the play at the end. And and nothing against he's, He's hitting. TJ. He's hitting. No, he it's not even against well. TJ at yeah. all. It's this other guy has raised the bar. You and know? that's what makes and it, you and, excited. And that's about a hard spot year, to play right? opposite of TJ where they're not throwing to all the time. So you're getting twice as many balls as you normally would because they don't want to throw at TJ. Well, said, so, I think early in the year, he kind of got picked on for that reason is they weren't throwing at Tampa at all. And then you didn't want to throw near Jeremiah either. So. I that you're dead on. I thought Miles came on big time at the end of the year, and he was one of the MVPs of that game. I thought he may have been him and Bacon were both really good. Uh, on Poor Bacon had those too dry. I know, but played so well. God, but it's but they, like snowing. It's you know, poor that's guy. What's, but that's a, the exciting part about next year's C Dub is you lose TJ, who again will be a first or second round pick, and. But you feel okay about it because you got Miles sliding over, yeah. and then John Tez Williams, uh, Terrell Crosby, and I think Darian Porter is going to stick around. I don't know that for a fact yet, but that sounds like it. There. That's the uh, what I heard too. The, then you're you, you got guys there, and you know if Coop comes back, Verdone, uh, Bo, Bo doesn't get talked about enough. That guy, his last six games, look at his numbers. It was silly, incredible. Guy had like 16 tackles in the snow. And this story will come out someday. Bo is basically playing with one shoulder right now. Like he is, he is a complete warrior. He's one of my favorite people. Uh, Bo doesn't he's get great. enough credit for. He, he's literally put his body on the line to be one of the best players in the conference, and uh, he deserves more recognition than he has received. He the last four games, he was absolutely. A huge part. Now he's even gotten better in coverage. I'm, I'm team Bo Freeler, but it makes you really optimistic about next year because you just getting hold on to these guys, and so far so good. Uh, you got some talent on that defense. It's not going anywhere. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.
I want to give a shout out to my friends at the Iowa State University Foundation. If you are looking to make a charitable donation before the end of the year, I'd encourage you to go to Move What Matters. Dot com. Every year I make donations to the marching band just because I've become to really love those guys. It's be, kind of become a thing where like I'm I'm like the band's mascot in a weird way. They always tweet at it's fun. I love it. Uh, I love the band. I, I will always to veterinary medicine. They've uh, my my boy Dirk's been up there a lot. My wife graduated from there, the Greenlee School of Journalism, and of course our friends at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State who support us here as well. So go to movewhatmatters.com, be a well rounded cyclone today. Also want to thank Gravitate Coworking. You can check them out at gravitatecoworking.com. Again, a lot of um, the same conversation here, but if you're considering making a change in 2024, maybe you need a change of scenery for your workspace, remember our friends at Gravitate Coworking. They are big cyclones. They are big supporters of what we do here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. All right. Uh, I am projecting. This is very loose. This is probably the least confident I've ever been going into a bowl. I'm projecting Iowa State in Memphis, but it's I wouldn't go ahead and book your trip. Is is what I'm trying to tell people. It just seems to me I, I'm going through here like who's going to want Iowa State, and it feels to me like it's been long enough where that group is going to be incredibly aggressive. If I'm Jamie Pollard and I'm politicking to get in any bowl game, it is Memphis. I'm, I, I, I would rather be lower on the pecking order than go to Houston the d- two days after Christmas or to Phoenix the day after Christmas. It, this is the best thing for Iowa State's fan base. People can drive there. You're going to get 25,000 people at least if it's in Memphis. That is my ballpark leader right now, Brent. But again, I, I am saying this with no inside information. Nobody seems to really have a clue. Uh, because it's it's kind of up in the air. What do you think about the bowl yeah, game? Yeah, I, I would agree. I, it sounds like Alamo is not is is not going to happen. By the way, so I think we can cross that one off. I, I'm okay with Memphis again. I just wish it was anybody but Memphis, and it sounds like Memphis may be there on the other side. Nothing against those fine I hate people. That. You just played them, and again, you don't. Six years ago now, I guess that was 2017, right? When you played Memphis. Fine people. Again, full stadium. The actual game was really fun because you had 50-50. I've said I numerous times Memphis. that's the best neutral court sporting event other than a Big 12 tournament against really Kansas cool. I've ever been to. And all the members would go, where did you all come from? Um, hopefully yeah. they're prepared for Bush Light this time or you know, because they can't get Ames Lager I, down there. Last uh, time we did that deal with Jerry the King Waller. Yeah. And I, I just I don't know if I had the energy to pull off any shenanigans like that this time. I, and I don't. I'll be curious. With I, Iowa State fans will travel. They always travel. That was. I think it'd be hard to match the numbers from that year. Although this team deserves it, the support for what they've done and, and what they're going to continue to do. Again, I just wish it was anybody but Memphis. But I can get over that because Beale Street is fun. It they take care of you there. It's people care most importantly. And I think it just fits the travel schedule really well. Uh, I wouldn't complain that much about Houston. I think it'd be fun to play an SEC school. I really do. Yeah. Iowa State beating an SEC school would, it gives you a little bit of, 
you know, a little I just, ammo too, there. Like, but part of me though, it's just I just don't think these bowl game results matter. I, like, I don't either. I mean, I, if it's I, Iowa State yeah. and no TJ Tampa, or like, you know, if you're playing whoever and their quarterbacks out, it's like it does make the off season better. Like I've experienced losing a bowl game and winning a bowl game, and it feels completely it different. But that even changed. I, I agree that I'm really curious what happens to the bowl games at large after next year when the playoff goes to 12. Because then what do you? I mean. I don't know. They're going to have to figure out a way. Chris, you brought up the idea, was it September, that these bowl games or these sponsors of these bowl games need to do NIL. Yes. It's it's going to get to the point where that's going to be one of the sticking points of what you can do to, to get guys or to play. At some point, like if the players are ever employees or whatever, like they may collectively bargain to not play in bowl no. games unless yeah. they're getting bonuses. Like there's That's the reality of this. If, the, if their agents are smart, that's what I would do. Yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of curious in general what happens to those lower-level bowl games. But, shoot, the great thing is it's it's always good to go somewhere else except central Iowa in late December. And I think, like, we don't need to overthink this. I love Memphis. Let's Memphis go. Memphis is great. And you're and I'm telling you, the best part is you run into people that you weren't you weren't even expecting to run into, and it's, it's the just best. a party. And like, everybody just goes to one spot. That's what's great about it. Orlando yeah. sucks because it's like all nobody knows place. where to hang out. Yeah, I mean, that's why Memphis, at the end of the day, the game is the game. Like, that's why we all go. But it's also the extracurriculars of the, what, what you remember most. And I think that's worth the trip to Memphis in and of itself because they care. There's a parade. There's a lot of establishments. I think the barbecue is better than Kansas City. Is oh, that wrong to say? Is, is that wrong yeah. to say? I've always liked Memphis better. And a spicier. Uh, and it's a good time. And I think it drivable for fans. So yeah, at the end of the day, if you can't go to the Alamo Bowl, I'm okay with Memphis. Uh, our buddy Steve Kemp, who's a big supporter of everything we do, he's, he's watching on YouTube. And he says, who wouldn't want that again? I would love to play Memphis in Memphis. Yeah, I, it's it just, I mean, do you know who's there? Do you know who the offensive line coach is? Oh. Jeff Myers. Yeah. And then uh, the receiver's there, Jill too. Jill Skates. Jill Skates. He's the guy who caught one in the nuts the other day. Did you see that? He did catch one in the nuts, yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. Poor guy. It's happening. Yeah, so who's the head coach there right now? Oh, it's uh, it's the same guy that was there after they, that Norvell left. It's his, their oh. offensive coordinator. I'm drawing a blank. He's All been right. there like five years. Yeah, I don't, I don't know a lot about that. I team. would, I would. So, I mean, rooting, rooting wise for the Big Twelve championship game, it's really not going to matter. I really don't think so. Okay. I don't see. Now there is a world where Texas gets into the playoff, and then another Big Twelve school gets in, which could bump Iowa State which up. Could bump Iowa State up to maybe. Houston or Pop Tart, but did you I do see? Not by the way, back to Orlando. Well, did you see the Pop Tart is going to have the first live edible mascot? Yeah, I did, and I actually really love Pop Tarts. <laughs> I mean, so it's a decent fit for me personally. It sounds like Iowa might be down there as well. God, Orlando, uh, that was actually fun the last time because the media room was just all my friends. Yeah, so like the. The Pop-Tart Bowl is one of the, the – there's two bowl games that I've been to that do it like old-school bowl games where they actually are nice to the media and they don't hate us. 
in the Orlando Bowl. It's sick. You're in this hotel, and they have this giant-ass suite, and it's just all you can eat and all you can drink for the media guys because that's what they used to do, Brent. There was a time when I first started that oh, these yeah. administrators and coach, they actually liked the media. They were because, the rolled out the red carpet. Yeah, and they would be like, oh, man, you guys are the best because they want positive things written about them. So Memphis does it like that, too. Like that, Memphis has this that one iconic barbecue joint. It's like three nights before the game where they have a media thing and they just get you all full of barbecue. But now most of these places, it's like, ah, screw these guys. They're just dicks on Twitter trying to get some laughs. And I get it. I would hate the media, too. If not I arguing with that. Yeah. Like, but those are my two favorite, like the Orlando one. But we were there the last time, and all the Iowa guys were there, too. So it's like with all my buddies, we're all in one spot, which was really good, too, for – coverage because everybody got covered double because everybody was in the same spot because you know anything about the media there's nothing the media loves more than free food and free beer yeah it's why the press box is all that's why why the press box tried telling you guys this it's still that time when uh when you got big time by Jason Whitlock at the Big Jeez, 12 Hospitality. Yeah, screw that guy. The biggest dick I've ever met in this industry. Steve says, so you actually like some bull guys in suits. No, I'll correct you. Here's the guys I like. The bull guys I like don't wear suits. They're the Memphis guy. And he's, you know, he's wearing overalls, drinking a beer, being like, hey, you want to come over and have some barbecue with me? Those are the guys I like. Your guys. Not, the not Orlando my- guys are literally like 80 years old, and they sit up there and just – and they think that bowl game, the Pop-Tart Bowl, they think it's the Super Bowl because they've been to every one since it was the Blockbuster Tangerine, Bowl back whatever, in the 80s. Yeah. It's, it's great. Yeah. No, it's – hey – I, I'm for, I'm always for hospitality rooms, and I will always go in a hospitality room. Doesn't matter oh. what the hospital. It's a lost art, man. It's, the Big Twelve used to do that bad. better than anybody, and now the Big Twelve, now they're like, hey, you you can be on top of the scoreboard to watch the game for the Big Twelve tournament. Because <laughs> we would go. Honestly, I'm not proud of it, but we would cover the Big Twelve tournament. Uh, you and me, when we were we were younger in college, back when we were the old former Cyclone Nation days, old school. It was the greatest three days of our lives. Iowa State yeah. got eliminated right away. We didn't care. Nope. We stayed. We'd sit courtside, and then we would gorge on free beer and free food as part of yeah. the media to the point where they're like, "You guys need to get out of here." That nacho bar that over nacho in the corner. Bar, yeah. Jeez. Drink all the free sun kissed we could during the day. Yeah, it was amazing. They, they, they're, a little more, they're a little bit more um, – once you're eliminated now, they kick you out. Yeah, and, like, I, I, I get it. I understand why there's this giant anti-media thing. But I also think that it's going to come full circle because, like, I can tell you, like, we will be there wherever it is because we want to be there for our subscribers and for our users and stuff. But, they're like, if you're a local TV channel – do you know how easy it is just to call your sister station and be like, hey, we need somebody in Orlando to – there is this aspect where nobody's going to cover you anymore if you're just a dick to them all the time. It's just it's just the reality. Sorry. That's not for us, but that for these corporately owned ones that need to save every penny possible. I don't know. Yeah. Now I'm going off on a no, tangent. It, it, that should probably just, be a CW the, pod. End of the day, more hospitality rooms, everybody. Who says no? More hospitality rooms. That's the end of the story. All right, last thing. We got longer than I yeah. thought we would today. Yeah. And I got to run. I got to run to Ames, so. 
Iowa State is playing uh, DePaul Friday night in basketball. Terrible time slot up against real football games that matter. Um, this DePaul team's bad. One and five. Bloom, you were assigned to get the no DePaul. I have not even looked at this game. What do we know? Uh, they've been a rough go for DePaul for so the Blue far. Demons. The Stubblefield's been there a couple of years. None of them have gone great. Uh, they are not good on offense or defense. They did play a good South Carolina team to five points at a neutral floor, and they haven't. The problem is though, Chris, they've lost at home to teams like Purdue, Fort Wayne, Long Beach State, and Northern Illinois. So all that the said, beach. All that said, Iowa State, I'm going to guess, uh, will be a double-digit favorite going into Old Wind Trust Arena. And I would imagine there will be a good contingent of Cyclone fans there as well. I think you're going to see you know, a motivated Iowa State team. This is a DePaul team that they've got some decent size, but they're not going to overwhelm you with size either. I think this is a, a potential breakout game for Iowa State. And I'm not... You know, it's it could be stressful. It's on the road. You never know what happens on the road. But I, I really like Iowa State in this spot, and I think uh, I think you'll see the Cyclones really, really bounce back from a disappointing one against A and M. Yeah. I think that's probably how I would read it too. The only caution is it's still a high major team on the road. It is. So it's still a Big East team. Now it's yeah. not a good Big East team, but it's a Big East team, and they're on the road, and weird stuff can happen. This isn't you're not playing. This isn't Lindenwood here. Okay, it's like you got to show up. You can't just show up and win by forty. I want to watch the guy I'm 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 watching the most is Keyshawn Gilbert. I want to see what he learned in Orlando because I think he's a good ball player. I think he was wildly out of control for much of that tournament, and I want to see if the game has slowed down for him. Now he's been able to take a week, slow it down, and see what he learned watching tape with Schmitty and all the. Because I, I I'm I'm still very bullish on that young man. He didn't have a great tournament. Let's see how that bounces back. I also think Lipsy. It's probably unfair to judge Lipsy on day three of a tournament like that with his, the shape that his body is in. Um, I think they bounce. I'm with you. I think Iowa State yeah. bounces back strong, and then all eyes are on the Seahawks game. Well, and then the, the thing you want to see as well is, is getting something from the mid post post region. I mean, Trey's been hurt, been nursing that ankle. I don't think that got talked about enough. Um, Trey isn't quite a hundred percent coming off that injury. Maybe it's slowing him down a little bit. Hopefully he's closer to a hundred percent and then we'll see. I mean, see what you get from Omaha. I just want to make it known. Omaha has been awesome. Um, he's going to get there. I, he's, I'm telling you, he's going to get there. Great attitude. Great dude. Uh, for him, it's more on the defensive side. You can't have the breakdowns on the defensive side. The athleticism is not a question. It's once he learns that space, uh, he, he's going to get more and more minutes. So again, don't, what I would caution Iowa State fans is don't don't sell the Omaha stock because he's a he's an 18 year old true freshman and uh, he'll get there. Appreciate it, Bloomer. Get back to work. Go get All us right. a kicker. All right. I'm working on it. See He's you guys. My name is Chris Williams. I want to thank all of our great sponsors uh, for bringing us Williams and Bloom here now two days a week on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. We will be back on Sunday evening, back to our normal schedule next week. Of course, next week will be wild with Cyhawk women's basketball on Wednesday, Cyhawk men's basketball on Thursday, and then we'll get into that finals week um, just kind of boring but but sunday will be crazy because it'll be the bull announcement and we'll have all that coverage for you here on cyclonefanatic.com my name is chris williams have a great rest of your thursday